Welcome back to the Talk Up podcast uh, with me, Jay Deacon, and joining us again is Liam Blaney. Uh, welcome to the show again, mate. Yeah, thanks a lot. Good to be back. Yeah, we had, we had a little two-week break, yeah. Um, but yeah, we're, we're back now. Um, and we just want to go through week two of the mental health uh, boxing programme that we've been doing with our, with our groups. Um, this is week two, uh, just finished. Um, we worked on the mental side and physical side um, for this part of the programme. Um, so the focus this this week was uh, goal setting on week two and also on the physical side. Um, what was it that we did, Liam? Yeah, we were doing hooks and body hooks as well and body punches. Yeah. Um, just progressing from last week really because... We were looking at just like the fundamentals on the first week, wasn't we? We were looking yeah. at, um, you know, your stance and your jab and your backhand and things like that. But now just opening the shot selections a little bit more and the lads are, um, the lads are loving that side of it now, aren't they? While, while they're learning as well, beginning to progress yeah. quite a lot. That's it, mate. Um, and we're gonna, we linked it in with kind of the, the goal setting and, you know, these the, these things that you can sort of use when you do this boxing camp, um, you know, the first week or two, just try and have a think about what you want to achieve. And like Liam said there, you know, getting lads to focus on the hooks and the jabs and stuff by, you could have your goal to be at the end of that, to be able to, to throw that better and, you know, yeah. uh, feel more comfortable throwing it. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll just go on quickly to, the, the mental side, Liam. Uh, yeah. Obviously, we spoke about goal goal setting with the guys. Um, and yeah, just what what kind of types of uh, goal setting is there? Like, obviously, the short term, long term. If you want to yeah, explain them a little bit, of course. Yeah. So, I think when you are setting goals, it's it's important you don't get too carried away and try and jump to a, a big um, long term goal. Because is it achievable? Is it realistic? If it's not, then you're going to set yourself up to fail almost, which is not what we want to do. So you've got to look at the short-term goal of your long-term goal. Um, Your short-term goal should be in in conjunction with the long-term. It should connect with it. Um, For example, my short-term goal might be to get some of the lads just in the gym and just set them up with with uh, with, with the boxing basics. The long-term goal of that, however, would be to let's get them sparring. Let's get them moving around with each other and, and having a competitive spar. So to achieve that, that goal, you have to set that short-term goal first. And personally, it's helped me out massively. Um, with, with with my ideas and stuff in the past. I know it's helped you out as well, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And um, I think just writing them down as well. It's really important to write them goals down, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, mate. You know, as I, I wrote, put down on the sheet there, um, like a bit of an example, you know, you could say your goal wants, you want to be the best boxer, but a lot of goals are very, like, general, aren't they, mate? There's no way you can actually measure that kind of target. Yeah. You can't be very, you need to be a bit more specific than that, doesn't it? Um, So if someone said, I want to be a better boxer than this this boxing camp, the way to measure it would be to maybe ask you or me, 
how they've progressed over the eight weeks, yeah. you know, and see each week how they've they've improved the fitness or the jab. Um and yeah, it's just about being a bit more specific with your goals. Um and there's the kind of uh, abbreviation of smart, which is be specific, um measurable, have a way to measure measure your, your targets, your goals, um action orientated um be realistic and timely like you need to have a deadline as well um so the example i i use is if i want to run say a sub 18 5k then the way to do that is i need to have a bit of a three month plan and have a good structure of training and go yeah. right i need to run five times a week and each week i need to up the tempo a little and get the miles in and by mm. that three months do the 5k and see if i can actually achieve that time um, so that's kind of a a, a specific long term goal, isn't it? Yeah, of course. And like I just said before, it's it's important that you don't put too much pressure mm-hmm. on yourself with with you with your goals. And it's easy to jump to conclusions straight away and think, right, mm-hmm. that's my goal. And that's only my goal. Well, how are you going to get there? Yeah. Make sure you've got a platform to get there. One. That's it. You know. If I want a, a brand new car, it's all, it's all good and well setting the long goal as I'm going I'm to have this big brand new car, but I need to set them short term goals into, right, what's my source of income? How am I going to do this? And, save 200 yeah. quid a month and exactly, get yeah. some more income in. And, and I think that's really important because you, you don't want to set yourself up to fail on something. So yeah. make sure you've got them short term goals to start off. And once them short term goals are in place, it, it sets you up. Yeah, that's with a, with a good platform to achieve that long term goal, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely, mate. It's just breaking it down into chunks, yeah. isn't it? You know, yeah. That's what we we was putting on the sheet is the workout sheet is, you know, write down a couple of long term goals, but then they develop a plan and write down some short term ones, like you said. Um, and obviously, some days you don't feel very motivated, and others, others you do so. You've got to think of ways that you can kind of overcome them problems and avoid the distractions and be a bit more consistent, haven't you? You know, yeah. have a bit of a plan. If you do, one day you do have a bit of a down day or something, have a bit of an action plan to make up for it or pick up where you left off. Yeah, and I'll just say, just writing goals down, it, it definitely does help um, because it's there, it's in front of you, you can see it, it's real, isn't it? Yeah. When you write something down on your goals, it's, it's in front of you, it's realistic then. Yeah, it's not just a thought in your head anymore. It becomes real when you see it out on the sheet. So write them down. Really, you know, having a diary and stuff really important to me. Mm. And um, actually, the talk up like a few years ago, summer of twenty nineteen, I wrote down you know like spider graphs. Yeah, you just put a circle in the middle of your page and just put loads of little pointers coming off it. Yeah, and I put loads really of different things like um wanted to set up an OCD support group, a podcast page, uh, set a podcast up, which obviously I have. Um, want to help people, want to do meditation, you know, all these little things. And then when I look back on it now, three years later, I'm like, wow, well, yeah, a lot like, of them things are coming you're, you're getting a good feeling from looking back at them as well, aren't you? Because mm-hmm. you've seen what you've achieved. And sometimes we, we continue on our path with our tunnel mind, don't we, which is good, but... Mm-hmm. Sometimes we forget how far we have come, don't we? And yeah. like you say, setting them goals and then looking back, 
you can see your goals that you that you, that you set yourself and you can realise how, how far you've come, which is always a pleasurable yeah. feeling, isn't it? I, I, you know, I don't think, like, I didn't really measure them as such. There wasn't uh, long, like, there was long-term goals, but I didn't have much of an action plan at the time. But when I look back, I did start to, I'm going to research about podcasts yeah. and I'm going to listen to loads of podcasts. Then I made one up and then all these things, when you look back now, it's like, they've all come into, I must have planted the seed in yet. Yeah. And as I've got on, then I've learned how to do goals properly and implement them, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. And another good thing as well, a bit of advice to do is set your goals and then have a little look at them every day. Mm. So I'll wake up and I'll look at the goals that I've wrote down for this year. To reaffirm it, isn't it? Yeah. I'll go, I'll, and I'll say them out loud as well. Mm. I'll, I'll go through each one and I'll say them out loud. And then again, it's just a realistic thing that's in your. That's no longer in your head. It's real. It's out there then. Because you've 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 made yourself countable, haven't you? Yeah. By putting putting it out there. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> and I think subconsciously, you know, it's in your head. It's in the back of your head, and that that that's not going to go away until you until you yeah. go and achieve that goal. So yeah. definitely think um, look at them as much as you can. Yeah. And then yeah. you start to become a lot more focused on them. So. Yeah, with the smart targets as well, that's another good way just to understand how to set them them targets out, isn't it? Yeah. Just making sure like they are specific and they are measurable. I think that's because really it's important. easier first of Jan, everyone has these goals and mm. you know Well, how many people do you see who come into the gym in, in January, Feb? Come March, April time, you know, they'll stay on for two months. And then April, May time, even you just fall. Yeah, do you see? I see it all the time in my gym. Well, it what um, I've read in the past when I've you know looked into this is like um, <clears throat> like obviously habits and stuff. Like I've listened to a couple of audios on on that, and you know what people do is like first the jam. They I'm going to the gym five times a week. They're gonna smash it, and they're, they're enthusiastic. Like they got that motivation. Yeah, but your brain and your body's just going nah. Like first couple of weeks, you. You, you can't wait. But after that, your body's just like, nah, it's too much overload. Whereas if you do yeah. it progressively, say twice a week, and then... And this is where the short-term goals come into it, isn't it? Yeah. Then mm. move it to three times a week. Because obviously, yeah. I'll, I'll, me and you live our life now. I'll be trained, like, dedicate our life to fitness and wellness. It's took a long time to build that up, hasn't it? It doesn't just you know, come. You it's don't a long just, journey, isn't it? Yeah, you don't just wake up one day and go, right, I'm going to hit the gym six mm. times a week. That's that's a process that's built up from. I'm gonna I'm gonna step into the gym, yeah. whether that's once a week to start off. Then it's a few days, isn't it? And yeah. over the years, that becomes that becomes your lifestyle, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's, it's no longer a thing you have to think about, is it anymore? No. I don't have to think about going to the gym. No. I'll. It's part of my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's not one of them things where I think I've got to go to the gym now. That yeah. just comes natural to me now. I, I don't even think about going. I'm just I'm out the door. I'm going. Part of your, your routine, yeah, right? exactly. You yeah. build, you're building it into yeah. your, and then the extra things that we do, you know, doing all the stretching or all the meditation or the, the yoga or mm. cold showers, whatever it is, like they take time yeah. eating well. Like, my obviously, my diet, vegetarian, and all these allergies. Like, at first, that was hard for me. It's like, whoa, what's all going on here? But after a few weeks, I just, you know, got used to it and, you know, over time now it's just like it's just normal. Yeah, you're conditioned, aren't you? People like obviously it's just my it's just how my normal life, you know what I mean? So it 
it takes time, but when you get there, don't you? But I definitely think this does, this links into the short-term goals and long-term goals. Mm. Like you've just said, if you're planning on going to the gym, don't put that pressure on yourself straight away and think think long-term straight away and think I'm going to be in the gym now five, six times a week. Is that realistic? Is that achievable with your lifestyle? If it's not, set yourself them short-term goals first. Because people will get um, quite disheartened, say, after two months if they don't see much difference. But if you, say, give yourself a year to transform, yeah, in a year's time, if you consistently do it two or three times a week, you're going to be so much in, like, in a better place mentally and physically, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think I've, quite a lot of people have an all-or-nothing attitude, don't they? Mm. So as soon as they set themselves on that, it's like, right, I'm all out, I'm, I'm missing it. Mm. But we, we put too much pressure on ourselves, I think, as, as people. I think you should just gradually, slowly get there. Mm. Slow and steady wins the race, doesn't it? You know, the hair and the horse. Your brain hair, doesn't want to... Hair and the rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> Your brain doesn't want to think me, does it? No, no, it doesn't. It, it doesn't like like that change. Um, yeah, that, that's pretty much what, you know, this week uh, is, is about week two, is getting them goals. Because obviously, on this camp, you've got another six, seven weeks of training, so it's good to to reflect and uh, see what, what you do want to... Yeah, and then goals, they don't have to be um, specific to the boxing no. project, do they? I mean, you, you can set them goals for everyday life as well. Um, so whatever whatever relates to you, Yeah, really. And yeah, that's it, mate. It's hopefully these things we can cover outside. People can use it outside of the gym, can't you? Take it out into their <clears throat> everyday life. Um and yeah, on the the second session of the week, we just had a you know we talking about the depression and um, obsessive compulsive disorder just to to break things up. One first session we'll talk about kind of the mental side, and then the second session we talk about like the mental mental health specifically, don't we? Yeah. So it could be like. First week we spoke about um like listening skills, didn't we? Like how to, to listen. Yeah. Um how to be there for someone. And week two we just uh spoke about kind of the definition of depression, you know, um what 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 is it, you know? It's a way you're feeling if you're over a period of a few weeks, if you're feeling in a low mood like consistently then you know, you could be suffering from depression because it's a constant, like, kind of low mood, isn't it? Yeah. Um. So, you know, maybe just have a, have a, have a discussion about that, don't we? And um, obviously share a bit of my story with, with OCD, what, what is OCD as well. Um, so that that's what we've basically covered in, in, in week two, isn't it? Yeah, and just um, interlinking depression with the other conditions as well mm. and how it, how it can um how it can how it can lock in with with things like anxiety and stuff yeah if you're um if you're anxious that can cause the depression can't it and yeah and vice it's versa lot, really it's a lot of links in and it obviously makes mm. people aware a bit more you know like ocd people not really there's a big stigma around it Um, you know people think you can be a little bit ocd but 
OCDs and obsessive compulsive disorder. So when you say it out loud, it doesn't make sense. No. You know, you won't say I'm a little bit depression or a little bit... Uh, Anxiety. Or diabetes. It doesn't yeah. make sense. So um, just trying to change that kind of stigma and, you know, OCD is an anxiety under that spectrum anxiety yeah. disorder. Um, and obviously you have a... With OCD, you have intrusive thoughts like most people but with OCD you attach a meaning a meaning to it and that makes your your anxiety really bad and you you have to carry out compulsions and to kind of neutralize that thought so yeah that's that's what we you know we spoke about in in week two with, with the guys and um that's what we like want to focus on, on on the week two of the program um so yeah and then, yeah, f- physically what we did, I'll let you yeah. just go through it. So, like I said, with the with the first week, it was for the fundamentals. And week two, we've been looking at just progressing that by different shot selections. Um, learning, learning how to throw hooks, which sometimes can be a little bit more difficult than throwing straights. Um, with the obvious things, you know, straight punch is just you're extending your arm out with a hook it's it's getting that that actual movement which i don't think people are too familiar with and just getting people to relax with them really as well i think everyone's got this like this uh view of throwing a hook where it it, it has to be really stiff and you have to tense all your arm up and tense your body up and that's not yeah. the case it's it's all about being relaxed really that's what it's like in but you, you need to be relaxed in boxing don't you yeah if you try and throw a hook tensing all your body up it's just going to be too slow and too uh, too too robotic if you like so yeah. it's got to be it's got to be a, a natural a natural movement from the hips and dropping the shoulders and just relaxing so i think that's that's a big part and i think that comes from as well is like just leave your ego outside the door almost mm. so i'll use this is from experiences that i've had lads come in and they've hit the pads and there's been a few people in the gym and they want to hit the pads hard because they don't want to be seen as like, oh, I can't throw hard. So they'll come in with this, with this ego type of thing and they don't even realise they've got the ego as well. So, and they'll be really nice lads as well. Yeah. Lovely lads, but when they're hitting the pads, they just, they can't get away from that feeling of, I've got, I've got to try and put on a performance here yeah. and it's a mad. So by doing that, you just, you're just hindering yourself. It's, it's, it's really easy to do as well, and it obviously yeah. I went on the pads of you the other week, and I've not hit pads for nine ten months. Yeah, straight away I was. was yeah. But after a few few rounds, I was relaxed. Yeah, I just got probably relaxed again. Yeah, but so what I try what I try to do is I'd say this with the hooks especially because we've just got this perception of a hook as like it's a, it's a big knockout punch and. Mm. At the end of the day, in boxing, any punch is a knockout punch, if you ask me. Mm. I've, I've seen people get knocked out with jabs, mm. you know. So, any punch is a dangerous punch, not just a hook. But we've got this perception of a hook as, like, it's got to be a big punch. It's got to yeah. be as hard as it can be. Yeah. And um, so, it was just get, it's just getting that, that mentality right, first of all, and just relaxing everything and just making sure you understand it's just about the mechanical movements of it rather than the physical component of it, the, the yeah. power. Um. So yeah, when, when, once you understand that, things start to flow, don't they? Yeah. And then we could, what we'll do is then is 
interlink the straight punches with the hooks then. So we can start flowing movements. If you're putting everything into a big punch on a hook, you you, you can't f- connect it with double punches because no. you've put all your body weight and all your body transferred into that one punch. There's, so there's a lot. There's a lot to learn, isn't there? There's in, you know, yeah, all these things. It's it's a lot to take on. Isn't but this it? is it. I mean, like anyone listening to this and you think, oh, we ever learn on a hook? It's not just a process of standing there and just mm-hmm. lifting your arm up and throwing it around a little bit. I mean, we go into really great detail, don't we? And it's engaging the brain, though, isn't it? To make your body yeah. do what what you want, kind of thing. You, yeah. know, you need your brain sending signals to relax, to be able to twist your hips. Of your course, feet. yeah. And there's, you know, there's, there's good amateur boxers still out there who, who, who technically don't throw the, the punches probably the right way either. So, you know, it's a, it's a learn, learning for everyone, isn't it? Yeah, really? you're always learning the way. You can never have fundamentals. How many bo- good boxers go back to mm. fundamentals because they get so advanced with all the all the all the fancy stuff and they forget them fundamentals. So there's no boxer out there who who wouldn't go back to fundamentals. I don't think at some point you no, have to go back no to no boxers that. perfect either. No, everyone's got a little flaw, yeah, chink in the armor kind of thing yeah. where it's you know you can get past that. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, so that was the first part, wasn't it? But the second part we we started again just looking at. Um, different different combinations and so it was, it was moving on to the body and it's just about throwing body punches like from the legs a bit more and mm-hmm. making sure you're not exposed too much because when when you're throwing a body punch you can leave leave yourself exposed a bit up top so if you're bending your legs rather than bringing your arm down yeah bring your legs down instead so a good thing what i say is if you ever think of anything with the body think legs yeah if it's a body block think legs drop the legs if it's a body hook Think drop the legs, yeah. then throw. Um, so yeah, and then it's just it's just interlinking everything together. Then so then you know before you know you've got four or five punches there that you can you can put into as a combination. Yeah, you know so you've got your jabs, your backhands, your lead hook, your rear hook, your jab to the body, backhand to the body, lead hook to the body, rear hook to the body. Yeah. Once you've got, well, if I just mentioned there, I think mentioned about seven punches. It there. opens it up then, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so what you start to do is then you start to flow them punches together. Mm. And that's how you get a nice combination going. Um, but you have to break each one down first mm. and then and then you interlink them. But like I say, if you're trying to throw one of them hard, it's it's not going to flow with the other ones. So it's just, it's all about like, lose your ego. So whatever, what I say now is just leave your ego outside the door. I know how hard you can hit. No one's interested in how hard you can it, but can you do the technique? Yeah, which is very, it's very testing. It? Yeah, exactly. Can, it is. Yeah, you can get it, get the gist of it. You know. Yeah, this is why boxing is such a disciplined sport mm. because you've got to be, you've got to have that discipline where you got to control yourself. Yeah, you can't go flying in with, with big punches because you, you could end up getting a. And that's right. It's a tough sport because obviously not everyone, not everyone can do it. You mm. know, and commit to. The time that you need, but I think to... this is why it really helps with with mental health as well because it's such a disciplined sport and it's learning how to relax your mind in 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 the moment of the madness, isn't it? Yeah. If you're in a in a fight and someone's flying at you, trying to trying to take your head off, basically, aren't they? And if you you've got to keep that composure and discipline and relax your mind because you can't in the battlefield can't think about anything else when you're in no. that ring. It's, no, you know. This is why it's such good practice for, for mental health and that's why I'm a big uh, advocate for it because it definitely does link in with yeah, like 
with with that discipline and, and having that composure. And if you've got that in boxing, you can have that in everyday life. Yeah. No matter what our struggles are in life. Do you know what I mean? If you can deal with someone running at you trying to take your head off, you can deal with the life struggles as well. Yeah. No, I totally agree, mate. Um I know it's helped us a lot. And mm. obviously we just want to pass our experiences on, don't we? So Yeah, absolutely, um, yeah. But yeah, that that's uh, good stuff for the this episode. I think we covered a lot a lot of what we've worked on. Um and yeah, we'll be back next week with uh, the latest episode in the Fighting Chance series. Uh nice one, Liam. Yeah, thanks a lot. Good to be back.